Welcome to another edition of your Kentucky High School Baseball Coaches Association podcast. I'm your host, Levi Bristow, and this is your source, everything Kentucky high school baseball. And it's finally here, coaches. We launched the baseball season Monday with good weather looking like it's going to be in the forecast. I'm excited. I know you all are excited. You're listening to this podcast, hoping to get maybe a nugget or two that may help you win a game or make your kids better, and I appreciate that. We appreciate that. I am pumped up, ready to rock. I know guys are tired of looking at me, listening to me talk all the time. My coaches tired of lifting weights, tired of just just grinding, and it's time for them to have some fun and see their uh, hard work go out to a, to a product on the field, hopefully, and we'll see how it goes. You know, hopefully we start off great, and I'm sure, I'm hoping most of you all start out great and have great drama-free seasons, great weather, and it's just uh, an amazing year across the state and play some great baseball, which as we said before, if you follow Kentucky colleges across the state, Baseball's played at a high level in the Bluegrass State as Louisville, Kentucky, Eastern, all these programs, Campbellsville, winning national championships and College World Series. And it's a credit to all the coaches across the state, all the people who support baseball. Keep it up and keep pushing Kentucky to be the best state in baseball across the country. That being said, today I'm excited to bring on Coach Bione, Highlands Blue Jays baseball coach. He's going to talk about all things Highlands Baseball. I built that program up after 11 years from when he first took the job to having just enough kids to do a JV and a, and, a, and a varsity team using middle schoolers to now having over 50 kids try out, having three teams. The baseball excitement is back at Highlands. And as most of you all know, they, they lost in the state final last year to St. X, been to other state tournaments and multiple regional winner. So they're representing the ninth region. And uh, so that being said, let's go and dive into the episode with Coach Bione, Highlands Baseball. I'm excited today to have Coach Bione on the telephone call, Highlands head coach. So, Coach, how are we doing today, man? Doing fantastic. Well, I'm excited to get you on the phone call finally and uh, dive into all things Highlands Baseball. As I know you guys have been very successful the past few years and and uh, and so I'm excited for our listeners to hear all that. So let's go and dive into it. So let's go and start talk about your uh, playing background and how you, how you ended up at Highlands. Sure. Uh, graduated from Highlands back in 97. Uh, played baseball there uh, for five years. Uh, went on to NKU. Um, went to play baseball there. And, uh, you know, as we discussed earlier on, um, you know, had to grow up and, and become a dad uh, sooner than, than planned. But, uh, you know, it, it's all good. And so we stopped, you know, wasn't really involved for a couple of years. And, you know, we're blessed in this area to have a, a really good, really competitive summer baseball um, in this area with, with Cincinnati so close. And so got involved in Southwest Ohio League and started coaching some summer teams. Um, and my dad, who who's such a you know big part of my life and big part of my baseball life, um, you know, he was was the assistant coach or JV coach at Beachwood High School. Um, so I jumped on with him as an assistant coach for a year. Um, and, and then helped out Brad Wolfshorn down at Bracken County for a year. Um, then ended up coming back to Highlands. Uh, Mike Johnson from Montgomery County got the job at Highlands, and uh, he hired me as his JV coach for three years. And then uh, after three years, then, then got the head coach's job at Highlands and starting our tenth or our 11th season this year. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I'd, I'd say you definitely paid your dues moving up to the coaching ranks and – and so what's the, what's the biggest thing as far as being assistant that you loved about that? Well, the, the, to me, you know, the, the greatest job in high school sports is an assistant coach. 
you, yeah. you get to you get to do you get to do all the things that, that you absolutely love. You get to you get to coach, you get to teach, you get to have a great relationship and and you know you go through less training and you do less paperwork and and you, you have less of those phone calls that you that you don't necessarily want to have. Um, you know, so it, it's it's that's a great part of it is is you just get to go to go to the field and, and teach and, and prepare and, and work with kids and, and that's what we're all you know, that's why we're all here. Yeah, that's I always say uh in my next life, I'm going to be an assistant coach. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, coach. So as far as, you know, as a JV coach and before you took over your, your first uh, head varsity coaching job, what were some things you learned along the way as, a, as a, say, an assistant coach that you brought on as a varsity coach? Yeah, some of the things uh, I learned, you know, learned a ton from Mike Johnson. Um, you know, he was head coach at Highlands. Uh, a lot of it was was really how to handle kids. Um, yeah. you know, we, we, you know, grew up kind of in that old school mentality and, and that's how we were coached and, and that's how I coached Cause that's all I knew at the time. Um, and, and Mike really helped with, with, you know, how to handle kids and how to handle certain situations. And, um, especially when things aren't, aren't going your way. Um, and, and it was really big for me. It was invaluable, you know, to, to see that from, from the guy in charge, um, really made it, it, made it easier for me to have conversations with kids, talk with kids and, and act more of more like a, um, not, not a friend, but, but, a a peer, someone that's, that's, that's going for the common goal. You know, we both have the same goal. Um, instead of a superior, um, that was do as I say, and not as I do, you know, so it was really, really big for, for me to, to hear that and see that from someone. Um, and, and I, I, you know, we still work on it to, to this day. Um, but, but that seeing that was, was huge for me in my coaching career. Okay. That, that's great. So let's, let's move on now. You took the job over at Highlands. What was some of the, uh, what was some of the culture pillars and some of the things you tried to establish when you first started coaching? Well, you know, we, we had a, uh, you know, we had a, a pretty, pretty good, you know, baseball pass. You know, we, we won back-to-back regional titles my junior and senior year and had won some before that had been in regional finals and, um, kind of hit uh, a, a, a lull there for a few years um, and baseball just, just wasn't uh, that interested. You know, in, there weren't many kids interested in baseball. Um, we had to get, you know, get the interest back up, you know, at the time when we took over, there was JV and varsity only, there was no freshman team. And we were the only school in Northern Kentucky and in the ninth region uh, of significant size. We have smaller schools still today that, that don't have the numbers to field three teams. Um, but we were the only one of significant size that, that didn't have a freshman team. And so that was part of it is getting these kids in a little bit earlier, uh, letting them compete with kids their their own age um, and, and start trying to foster that winning culture um, earlier than, than waiting until junior, senior year, trying to do so at the varsity level. Um, we've had a ton of changes over the last 11 years um, in terms of, of every day, how we prepare, um, our off-season program um, to the the number of kids and and who we have trying out. You know, we we started with seventh through twelfth graders for JV and varsity, and we would get forty-seven to fifty kids to try out. Um, we'd keep roughly thirty. Uh, today, you know, we don't have one middle school kid in the program. Um, we're we're at forty-nine kids on on the rosters on all three rosters, um, and we have kids that, that are working year-round now and and really competing. Yeah, I'd say that's definitely showed success in the field. But that's amazing that's grown over the past, you know, decade as far as from middle school kids to now no more middle school kids and just all just all high school kids. So definitely there has to be some positivity, you would think, with the culture that you're 
kind of talk about how you all build relationships with your players and how you all try to drive home a positive culture? Yeah, we, we do. We talk a lot from day one. We talk a lot about development. And, and, I, and I think one of the, the things that we really do well as a staff is, is we really make our kids understand what development means. Right. You know, there's going to be failure along the way, and, and that's part of learning, and that's part of developing. Um, and and they, now our kids understand that. You know, you'll hear 10 times of practice, did you feel that? Mm-hmm. You know, what are you feeling? You know, and, and instead of, you know, where it used to be, I don't know, now they say, you know, I felt I felt I pulled that, or I, I felt I got on the side of that, or whatever. Right. Um, you know, so so having that that open line of communication, you know, and and talking to the kids, we really really love when our kids ask questions. Mm-hmm. You know, if we can't explain to you why we want you to do something, we probably shouldn't be telling you to do it. Um, you know, so we tell our kids all the time, you know, ask questions. We want you to ask questions because we want you to be one hundred percent positive. You know what you're supposed to be doing. Um, you know, so having that open line of communication really helps out. Um, and, and, and these kids, you know, the heck, a lot of them are smarter than me. We've got kids at 34s, 35s on ACTs, um, you know, so they get, they understand it. Um, and, and so having that and, and having a staff that, that has bought into that has been huge for us from the very beginning, because now those kids at the freshman level are getting the same, uh, nurturing and, and same understanding on how to develop and, and what it takes to develop. Um, and they're getting it for four years. So you kind of took me to a different path there with some of the comments you made. At least got my my brain thinking, which is which is a good thing. But uh, you said, of course, development. Which Oldham County, we are we are huge on development. That's the one sure. thing. And we had parent surveys that we did that my one of my assistant coaches said we should do, which is you know good and bad. Especially when you get the comment when it says, "What's the number one thing that could change Oldham County?" And one of the comments was a new coach. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. We always have fans. Yeah, we love that comment, but hey, it's all good. Like the honesty, um, but uh, anyways, but you said development, and you said your staff. So, as far as developing your players, let's talk about your staff a little bit. Like, is there certain roles you take as far as development, or do you have like a strength guy or pitching? You know, how does your staff broken down as far as developing players or in practice and stuff? Well, we we really don't don't have too many guys on staff that, that have a specialty okay you know we we don't have a, a pitching guy we don't have a hitting guy um you know we've got a bunch of guys that that love coaching that love the game of baseball um that are willing to learn that's one of the the prereq prerequisites to being on staff um you know we're, we're expecting you to to show up every year and and have something you know a new philosophy or a, a new drill or, or, or something you know we want we want to develop too you know we're going to continue to develop as coaches the same way we expect our players to develop um, and so we have a lot of guys that are, that are willing to, to learn and do, you know, whatever it takes. We have our coaching staff is from, um, you know, 36 years old to, to, you know, mid sixties, you know, guys that have been around the game a long time and guys that are learning. I, I have 60 year old coaches that are learning how to work the rap soda. Oh, no. you know, and, and yeah. they're, they're just, they're, they're open-minded and that that's a huge part of it. Um, while, while, I firmly believe the game itself has not changed that much. Um, preparation, off-season workouts, and and how we analyze things absolutely has. And and those guys, you know, they I didn't meet a lot of resistance, you know, when when we brought those things up. So, you know, they have their they, they have ownership. You know, we I'm I'm there. Shoot, from February fifteenth until until today, honestly, um, I've been at every practice. Right. Um, and, and I'm there to kind of help oversee and help run drills and everything. But, you know, they're expected to, to 
you know, get in and, and teach the philosophies we want and, and, um, you know, the drills we want and how we want to do it and how we want to teach bunt coverages and first and third, you know, offense and defense and all those different things. And they do a great job of it. Guys are really invested. Um, and, and it's just, a, it's a bunch of really, really good guys that, that work hard and want to see these kids succeed. So I'm a, I'm a Highlands bluebird and I, and I strap them up for practice one day, kind of walk me through a Highlands practice plan or like something you all would do like in a typical, on a typical practice. Uh, typical practice. If we're, you know, if we happen to be on the field, you know, guys will come in and, and we really stress to them. And, and one thing we could, we could get better at, we stress to them to kind of get there and get some of the stuff in, you know, you know how it works now. Everybody's got their J bands and their weighted balls right. and their wrist weights and yeah. body blades and everything else that's going on. <laughs> we really, yeah. really kind of, kind of stress to them like, Hey guys, let's, let's get that stuff done. doesn't always happen. You know, we have a, a limited schedule. Our field doesn't have lights. Um, so early on, you know, they're getting over there by 315 and we try to have to have, you know, we have to have three practices by dark by 615, 630. So we don't do a great job of that. But uh, once they do that, they'll get out and they'll stretch as a team. Um, you know, we talk we, we talk a lot about paying attention to detail. So, you know, when we get out there and stretch, we expect the lines to be straight. Everybody doing the same thing. Um, those type of things are important, you know, because right. the, the details matter. Um, you know, and then if it's a if it's a defensive day. You know, we, we may split up and, and do some individual stuff. You know, outfielders work drop steps, um, infielders work, you know, whatever it is, double play pivots or, or you know, just player to player ground balls, just working, um, you know, no, no feet, just working hands, you know, mm-hmm. um, catchers, maybe take off to the side, maybe put a put a jugs machine up, give them some work, um, you know, just receiving and, and we'll do different drills with that. Um, then we'll, you know, we'll always we're always taking it. And I, we sometimes switch that because what I don't like is, is you get your guys out there and you stretch and you throw and then you do individuals or you do hitting and then you go to defense and they just sat for an hour without throwing. So we, we might go, you know, directly into, um, you know, team defense. Right. Just okay. because of that aspect yeah. of it. Um, because if we get to a point where we have to combine practices or, or, or overlap practices, we can do the we can do the individual stuff wherever we want. Right. Uh, while, while the JV may be stretching and throwing. So we'll do some of that. And then, you know, we try to get swings as much as we can. We've got, you know, out out the world, we've got a couple cages um, that we can pull them back and, and get some swings. But it's it's a it's a relaxed environment. You know, these guys understand how to compete and, and they know that that when when you're up and, and you're, you're supposed to be doing something, we're, we're going to work. Um, but they also know that that we truly believe this is an awesome game and we want them to enjoy this. And so when they're not up, we give them a little bit of freedom. You know, right. you can't go running around and to grab people's hat and stuff like that. But um, you have a little bit of freedom to chat and talk. And, and a lot of times the conversation is around footwork around the bag for a middle infielder. Um, you know, those type of things. Um, other times, you know, it can, you know, they're high school kids. It can it can get away from them a little bit. Um, but but we, you know, when we get to, to, to those practices, you know, and get to the time that they're up, whether they're in the cage or they're, they're pretty focused. Um, so we kind of let them, let them be and do their thing. And then from there, we, you know, do it again with the JV <laughs> and do it again with the fresh. Yeah. A lot of our practices are, are, are three practices that are identical. So as your season progresses and stuff and you're playing, you know, as we all start this week, of course, which is exciting, but as the season progresses, what's some things you're going to look for in your team as far as uh, how they're coming on or how they're gelling or areas that you like to really focus on for improvement well you know we we truly you know part of that development you know we'll, we'll go out and, and we'll run different lineups out there 
you know, on a daily basis. Um, we'll mix okay. the, the batting order up. We'll, yeah. we'll mix positions up. Um, you know, we'll, we'll do a ton of that stuff. We went to Myrtle Beach last year. We played three days in a row, uh, doubleheaders each day. And the only time a kid played in both games in a day is if he was the number two pitcher. Um, we, we basically two platooned it because wow. we feel these kids need opportunities. Yeah. They need to go out there and show that they can do it or they need to show that they can't do it. Um, try to, we try to create competitive practice environment, but you know, we don't have a turf field. We're not going out there and scrimmaging each other, you know, and seeing live pitching for, for two weeks leading up to the start of the season. Um, we saw a lot of pitching for the first time today, uh, in a scrimmage, you know, right. so we want to see these guys go out and do it. We kept them for a reason. Um, they need to show they can do it or show they can't do it. And, and we need to be able to explain to them one way or the other, you know, wh- where they stand. Um, so we really, really try to get these guys as many at bats as we can, as many innings in the field and on the mound as we can. So, so they can, they can work and, and they can, you know, it's hard to preach development if you're, you only give a kid six at bats a year. Right. Um, so our goal is, is once we get going into May, start kind of shaping that lineup to the guys that we feel have gotten it done a little bit. Um, still get the other guys in, you know, when the time's right, give them at bats and, and maybe they find a role elsewhere as a, as a late pinch hit guy or a base running yeah. guy. Um, but we really, really do, you know, and it doesn't matter who we are. We don't set up our rotation based on who we play. Um, if, if you're up for Monday, whether we're playing, um, you know, a, a, a school with six wins or a school that's undefeated, that guy's throwing. I see. You know, we, yeah. we just roll with it because we want to put those guys in those situations, see how they react. We've had we had plenty of times where kids stepped up in a huge situation. We'd have never seen that if we would have gone with our gut and, and just tried to go with our best at the time. Uh-huh. Um, you know, so we do a lot of that. Now, I, I will say not everybody's in that situation. You know, we're, we're lucky. We're 11 seasons in at this point. Um, we, we've really, we've really fortunate to have some, some really good late season runs, uh, lately. And so, you know, I know, I know there's always the pressure to, to win and, 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 uh, be successful. Uh, we have a, a really understanding group of people that, you know, the administration, the community, the, the, everybody that's involved understand what we're trying to do. Um, you know, we, we joke all the time, 36 games, 32 of them are scrimmages because we have four seed games. Yeah. Yeah, that, you know, so, mm. you know, what you, you know, and even even still, even if you even if you decide all 36 are scrimmages and, and you go 0 and 4, it's you're still going to the district tournament. Right. Of course, you still have a chance. So we really believe that. And we just kind of set guys up and, and let them go and give them opportunities. Um, so we, we always look to get to, you know, early May to see, you know, who we're really who we really think we're going to we're going to roll with. Um, you know, we've had a guy that started at JV third base his sophomore year and halfway through the year, he's come up and he's started at third base in the regional finals. Right. Um, you know, so, and, and we, we can't, we can't see that. We don't know that until we give guys opportunities. Um, and, and that's what we're going to continue to do. Man, that's a, uh, I love, I love that a lot. I, I know a lot of my, my coach, especially know my parents out there that know me that know that cutting kids is the hardest thing for me to do. And, it's the worst. It's the worst, and I, and I love giving opportunity. You know, anytime there's a time there's a game where everybody gets to play and you win, it's like you leave the ball field. You have a good feeling. I know I have a good feeling inside. I'm like, wow, everybody got to play. We won. Everybody got a chance. Like that's that's when I'm my most happy after a ball game. That's for sure. And yeah, absolutely. 
though. Anyways, I, I do love that for sure. So as far as uh, your schedule, I also kind of noticed looking at your schedule and stuff that you guys have had a couple years to where like you didn't start until like third, fourth, fifth day of the season. I noticed this this week you all start March 20th. It's your first game against Connor. So you all like to wait a little bit to start the season or is that just something that's worked out that way? Well, normally, I, normally we we don't. We we actually normally start that that first Wednesday. It's just a couple days, but but we never we we can never get on the field the first week. So it ends up it ends up when you look back at our schedule, we end up starting a week late, but we simply can't get on a field uh, at that time. Um, we we normally just just go as as you know we don't go as soon as we can. We we never generally right. play on that that first Monday, but by that Wednesday, we usually have a game scheduled. Um, but you know how it is, you know, here we, we could, you could go and play your first game on spring break, Yeah, you know, um, you know, we, we do our best to start though. You know, we need to play games. It's hard enough to get 36 in, um, you know, starting the first day. Um, so we, we try to start, you know, that, that first Wednesday um, just to make sure, cause you know, we're going to scrimmage on Saturday. So if we go Monday, you know, we, we've got to limit a guy who, you know, right. we've got a, a, returning starter on the mound who played basketball today was his third day on the mound. Mm-hmm. So we don't want to put him in a situation where he's trying to go a hundred percent when he's not ready because we play in two days. Right. Um, so, so we, you know, we, we generally start that Wednesday. That's that, that assures us that those kids that threw on Saturday in the scrimmage will be a hundred percent ready to go on Wednesday. And then we roll. I see. I got you. We had a scrimmage on uh, yesterday, last night, it's the sales and it went okay. It was nice and cold, but, we honestly we didn't throw none of our our varsity guys really. It's a bunch of JV guys. Just get more timing down. But maybe we should have thrown more varsity guys. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Always looking for little nuggets, right? So, uh, exactly right. well, so as far as uh, as far as your coaching staff, let's talk about let's back on them a little bit and some of those guys and what they do. Yeah. So uh, at the varsity level, uh, Andy Raker and and Jeff Rust. Uh, two guys I've, I've known, I actually graduated with Andy, uh, I've known Jeff for a long time when, when my kids were young playing in coach pitch, you know, he, he had, he had a son and daughter and I actually had a daughter and son, um, that all kind of played, kind of played together. Um, I, I coached the team. Jeff was there. He was my assistant coach, uh, got the job at Highlands. And I said, Hey, you want to keep coaching baseball? Um, and at that point his son was in middle school, so he was going to come up through the program and it was, a, it was the right fit. Um, so, so Jeff's, Jeff's been there 11 years and he's been there 11 years, just great guys that, that put in a ton of time and, and are, are really there for the kids and, and do a great job. Um, you know, but just, just fostering those relationships. Um, you know, Jeff coaches first base for us. He does a lot with infielders and catchers. Um, Andy, and he, you know, works with first baseman. Um, Andy's really big. Uh, he's a really big dugout guy. You know, making sure guys have their mind right. He's a really positive guy, um, so he helps out a ton. Uh, this is the second year we've had Tom Eckerly, who spent twenty plus years coaching at Covcath. Um, decided to to join our staff last year. Um, he's he's you know getting he's a little more familiar this year. Of course, he's he's known one way and and one group of kids. You know, for for a lot of his coaching career, but. Yeah. He's learning the kids and, and learning our system a little bit. And, you know, he's jumping in today at the scrimmage, pulled kids off to the side, talked to them. Uh, just a wealth of knowledge between all his high school experience and, and uh, uh, summer ball experience. You know, he was a head coach at Newcath for, for a year or two. Um, so really good guy. Um, JV level, we have, we have three guys. My dad actually helps out with JV. Um, he, he's a volunteer. 
Uh, he's been, he's been coaching since I can remember he's been involved with baseball. Um, and then Robbie Sumter, who, who did a lot of summer baseball in this area. Um, some of the really good teams, the, the bluegrass baseball club, um, extra innings, a lot of those really good programs, uh, in Northern Kentucky. Um, and he, he brought, uh, Ray Sterling with him uh, again, another guy that volunteers his time that'll do anything for you. Um, you know, but, but those guys do a great job of, of kind of pushing those kids along, making sure they're prepared for the next level. Um, you know, we're really blessed. Our, our head freshman coach, Justin Fussinger was the head coach out of Dayton high school for a few years. Um, so we have a guy with head varsity coaching experience, coaching our freshman team. Um, and, and he does a great job. He's great with the kids, uh, really smart guy. And one thing that, that I think we do a great job of is preparing for the postseason. Right. Um, yeah. Really hard. We go out and we watch, yeah. you know, we scout. And I, I know that I did know that. <laughs> yeah. So, so we, we really pride ourselves on that. Well, Justin has a football background. Yeah. And so when the freshman season's over, we don't see much of him, but I hear a lot from him. Right. Uh, you know, he's driving down, you know, your regional tournament last year. There was, I, I saw you. Yep. I you were playing and then it rained and then you were playing and it rained and, and, and Justin was driving back and forth. You know, he didn't, he didn't care. It's, and it, it's huge for our preparation for the postseason, just so our guys understand what, what's going on and we can have them a little bit more prepared. Um, and then his assistant coach is Dale Constable, who's, who's an older guy, just loves baseball. He's, you know, 60. 62, 63 years old, still plays softball. He just loves the game, and he's yeah. great to have around. Um, those guys are, are, are great fostering relationships and, and, and teaching kids the game, and we're really fortunate to have them. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, I kind of asked that question because, I, I, of course, we had the regional tournament our field last year, and I saw a couple of guys at Highlands Hats walking in uh, and our tournament sitting in the bleachers. And of course, yeah. I saw we were matched up with y'all's region, you know, coming out of that. So I, was, I thought that was pretty, pretty cool. So, I know yeah, we when we roll through, we roll through with a crew, man. Everybody gives me a hard time at the state convention because there's ten of us, and yeah. we go to we go to scout a game, and there's ten of us. We make a day of it. I think we ended up after that game going over and watching the tenth region game just because they were playing. Oh, nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, cool deal, man. Cool deal. So let's just talk about a little about when your star players. You know, Drew Ron last year came through and. Yeah. He's been the stud the last couple of years in state and arguably the best player. And let's just talk a little bit about his development and how we kind of – what kind of conversation we had before about how he started off kind of slow and kind of worked his way to that point. Yeah, he's always been a really, really talented athlete. You know, he, if he would have wanted to play Division One soccer, he could have. Um, yeah. He was he was All-State his junior year soccer as a defender and, and was just a, was just a phenomenal athlete. Um, and, and really between his freshman and sophomore year, not sure if he knew which way he was going to go. You know, he, really? he thought he was going to have options either way, but he wasn't that guy that was the freshman coming in eight, low 80s, you know, as a lefty. He was he was touching 80, you know, had had some, you know, you know, control issues that most freshmen have. Um, not a ton of secondary pitches, you know, didn't really throw a breaking ball till he got older into, into high school um, and then just slowly progressed. And I think he really saw his potential in baseball and, and decided to focus on that a little more. Um got in the weight room, got stronger, started working really hard, and then slowly progressed. You know, his sophomore year, he comes, you know, ends up 84, 85. His junior year, he ends up, you know, 86, 87. Then his senior year, he's, you know, 90, 91. Um, it, it was a slow, smooth progression, and and it's, you know, our kids, it, he's awesome for our kids because they see it. Yeah. You know, it's like this is what it looks like, fellas. He was all off season was showing up on, on weights, days that we, we worked out. 
and and he comes rolling in and works out with our guys. And and if if a kid is you know of course he knows the vast majority of them because he was just in the program. Um, but if he sees a kid doing an exercise, doing a lift, and the kid's form's not not great, he walks over, tells the kid to rack it, and shows them what they should be doing and how they should be doing it. Um, you know, so he's just one of those kids. He, he gives back a ton. He spends time at at the elementary schools with kids. Um, he, he the program means a lot to him. You know, that's one thing that that when we're done here coaching, that's the one thing I'm going to value more than anything is is the relationships that we've we've built with some of these kids that continue to come back. We have guys that are playing college ball, guys that are playing pro ball, and they're showing up to workouts and working out with our players and helping our players. Right, of course. Yeah. You know, we've had days where we said, hey, you guys are running this. And it's a pitcher workout, and the two kids that are pitching Division One, Division Two baseball just run the thing. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's really cool. And that that's no different, you know, for Drew. He, he'll, he'll do – whatever we ask and, and he's always involved and he, you know, he, he's really invested in the program and he's a, uh, you know, he's a special talent. You know, they, they just don't come around too often. Yeah. That's great, man. That's, you have your, your most respected players leading kids to workouts and correct them on weights. That's, that's huge. We have a, a junior right now and I'm not going to say his name, but he's busted his butt in the weight room and, and had a, had a he transferred in from out of, out of the, as a freshman moved, moved in and he had a freaking, just, just a struggle his first couple of years. Last year in JV had some success, and but our first scrimmage, he had like a double and a bomb, and 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 he's like the strongest kid in the weight room, or one of them, and and it was great to see that and his confidence kind of because he's earned it. You know, he's worked his butt off, and it's great to see that uh, he's he's just beaming right now with talent. And his scores the ball last night at the sale, so I'm excited to see what, what he's got this year. But yeah, you, you know, I, I did an interview with the newspaper after Drew had signed, and and they asked what I thought, and I said the simplest way to put it is hard work pays off. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I mean, it's absolutely earned it. So, as far as uh, as uh, moving forward, let's talk about a little about the association and what are some things maybe in Kentucky high school baseball you would like to see change or or something we could be doing better, or just something along those lines. As uh, we've had some great comments, I'm sure you probably heard them last couple last couple podcasts. As far as uh, uh, Coach, you know, Gino at McCracken said the classification system, and I know Coach Porter talked about um, you know coaches across the state talking along with Coach Varney. Uh, do you have any thoughts about that? No, I, you know, I, I, it's funny. Cause when I listen to that, I, I, you know, I heard those guys talk and, and a, a couple coaches, um, you know, I know coach Miller and, and I, I can't remember who, who the other one was now that, that it said it, but I think it's funny that, that two of the coaches that bring up classification are in, are, are at schools that really wouldn't benefit from right. from classification they're in some of the biggest schools in the state um or, or at least on the bigger side um you know and I, it, it was funny to me i think that that says a lot yeah. um that, that 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 things need to change and people need to kind of rethink that whole process um I, I don't you know i came into this thinking the classification is something like that we don't need classes and and now that i look at it and see some of these schools that have really good baseball programs that that don't have don't have the option to pick from 500 kids you know, 500 boys. Right. Um, you know, that, that is something the association is, as far as, as I'm concerned with the association, I think they do a fantastic job, you know, Sherman, all the guys that, that do all the work and, and you with starting this podcast, that's all fantastic stuff. I'm a podcast guy. I don't actually teach. So I, I sit, I sit in my office and, 
and just flip podcasts. I'm listening to Sheets more than uh, I feel like I'm talking to him more than I'm talking <laughs> yeah. to my wife. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some of that stuff's great. The, the, the clinics are really, really good. Um, I, I guess, and I, and I don't know if this is an association thing or, or what, but if, if we could all figure out a way to get together to, to, to have a voice, um, whether that's getting with our athletic directors or our principals, um, and really have a voice because I know talking to some coaches, you know, especially here with the latest change, doesn't feel like we have a voice. Right. Yeah. Um, there, are, there are a lot of changes going on in sports and, and they're happening in a year in advance and, and we're getting hit with them, you know, a couple months in advance. Um, and, and it feels like we don't have a voice. So if, if us as coaches, if us as an association um, can get to our, our principals or our, our uh, superintendents or whomever we need to, um, to, to have that voice, I think we'd all benefit from being able to do so. Yeah, that's well said, Coach. I cannot say that any better as far as the voice. I think we're, we're going to start pushing that more and more. And, and uh, you know, it's just, just like the you know, ABCA really pushes the, the Division One panel and the Division Two panels and the NAI panel yeah. to make rule yeah. changes and stuff. And I think that's that's the direction we need to be, be heading it. Yeah. And, and uh, I think that's a great recommendation. Well, Coach, I appreciate having you on this podcast and uh and diving into highlands baseball and uh got a ninth region guy on here and and i guess real quick before i end up this phone call what, what's the ninth region look like this year what, can you talk about some of the programs around there that will be strong yeah ninth region is is the ninth region we're gonna beat each other up all season um you know got a lot of really good teams again um you know you have the normal um Cubcath and beachwood and and, and dixie um, you've got a Boone County region with Connor or district. I'm sorry, with Connor Cooper, Ryle, and Boone. They beat each other up all year, you know, in district play because they're just they're just really talented teams. Um, so it'll it'll be interesting. Again, you know, every year we talk about the regional tournament. It's just all we can say is it should be interesting. Yeah. You know, it, it who knows who's going to come out. Um, you know, we, there's some really talented teams and and really good coaches guys have been doing it for a long time who are going to have their kids prepared so it'll be fun again well that sounds great man i think maybe you play simon kent i mean hit, hit you up with them they're in our region they're usually pretty good coach roberts does a great job there and uh and i know they're on your schedule too but uh but hey coach thanks for the podcast man great to talk to you get to know you i would know i have no idea anything about coach Bayoni if it wasn't for this podcast and i appreciate you getting on no problem anytime and uh thank you thanks thanks for all you're doing all right thanks coach have a great night Thanks, you too. What a great episode with uh, Coach Bioni. And you can kind of see his passion for his program, his passion for development, and also how he works with the players, how he structures his program, very organized. And it was great to get to know him, especially two guys being from that, that same 96, 97 high school class. And uh, also, it's pretty interesting to hear that his uh, reference to Coach Whitaker's team being the best ever and Coach and uh, Coach Porter's being the best, and he got to lose to both those teams on his way to state championship. Anyways, we appreciate all the listeners out there. Don't forget to like us, subscribe, review, keep supporting the association, message us on Twitter, hit that like button on Anchor, and it gets a podcast out there for more people to listen to it. And uh, that being said, guys, I, we're still looking for sponsors. We have our first sponsor that we're going to kick our next episode and launch that out there. So be looking for that as we continue to grow interest with all the number of coaches that are listening. And that being said, have a great first week of the season, coaches, and I'll talk to you soon.